I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing 2021. Baby, oh yeah. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Just quickly, apologies if you hear people outside screaming or shouting or making all sorts of uh, crazy noises. There's some, you know, garden work, gardening work going on outside. So leave them to it as long as they're having fun. Hey, so we, it's August 1st as I record this. This is the seventh episode of Season 2 of Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. This season is flying by. This quarter of the year is flying by. So I thought maybe let's have a little check-in. Let's see how we're doing with the quarterly goals. And then we will get on with the uh, another great interview with another friend, another writer, uh, Brian Asman. So let's have a look. So um, in my quarterly goals, um, in under health, I had 12 weeks of Freeletics, which is that exercise app I've been doing. I think we're like four or five weeks into it already. Um, I'm enjoying it. I actually feel way healthier. I don't, I'm not seeing any sort of physical changes, but what can you expect? It's just like three exercises a week um, and lots of stretching, lots of running, lots of um, lunges, which are the fucking worst. <laughs> um Another goal here for, for under health was see a chiropractor. Um, I've not done that yet. I'll get that booked in for September, I think. Professional goals here. I've got launch the best of collection of the other stories. That is actually launching today. So go check out theotherstories.net forward slash best of. And that will get you the, the limited hardcover edition of the book. But also, you know, it's available in eback. Eback? Yeah. Eback and paper book on all uh, book selling platforms uh, Kobo, Amazon, you know the usual ones um, another goal here, launch The Run Fantastic, which is my Bizarro no- novella, coming out from Bizarro Pulp Press that is due out, I believe, on August 27th and I've I think it's probably the best thing I've ever written and I need to make sure that I have some sort of game plan when this comes out um, I think this next few weeks I'm going to start generating some promotional materials um, so I get a bit of a game plan together because so I really want to get this book out there you know it's got a lot of good feedback so far uh, from the ARC copies that I've sent out what else we got here Dustin Fingers the novel I'm working on another 20,000 words uh, yeah I wrote 18,000 words last month I don't see any problem with getting to 20,000 words. I think I'm even going to try and 
try to finish a first draft of this novel before the quarter is over. So that'd be like another another 30,000 words or so, so it's quite a bit to go. Make a short comic to give out for free at the Fort Bubble Convention. I'm doing all I can from this side. I've we've I'm working with an artist at the minute. We've got character designs, the scripts is all done. Although there might, there may be some further tinkering involved. Um but you know, there's only so much I can do from this side. I need to work an arrangement with the artist. We need to find a, a spot in their schedule. So, you know, I'm doing what I can. Another goal here, another season of Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing. Yes, we are we're on our way. We're doing it, guys. <laughs> we're doing it, the massive. We're bloody doing it. Also, I'm thinking of getting some stickers made for for this podcast. Um, some kind of, I don't know, the massive stickers, just so people can stick them on their foreheads and people will know that they listen to amazing podcasts. Um, last goal here profession, under the professional header, land a paid writing gig. I mean, this is so far out of my hands it's unreal really um, it was a bit of a weird it's not very it's not a smart goal it's not measurable uh, but I'm going to see what I can do I'm going to I've got a plan leave it with me I've got a plan the next step is I need to beef up my portfolio and my CV and then start applying for jobs um some financial goals, not going to go to those, but um, pay off some credit card debt and the usuals most of the way there. Move some Bitcoin over to some other investments. Not going to go into that, but that's done. Uh, relationship goals, set a wedding date. It's going to happen. We need to get that in. Another goal I put here is Christmas for the family, which is kind of a dumb goal for a quarterly goal because Christmas isn't for another... Wait, what uh, four months is that right no I don't know five months so um, yeah that's sure that's a goal for the next quarter and the last goal here I put is book a holiday um, yeah I haven't made headway with that at all so then I so I had my quarterly goals and I'm thinking what I want to do this month um, another month of the Freeletics um, app lots more exercise I think I'll try and book in the chiropractor. I'm going to try and do another 10,000 words of my novel. I'm going to launch the Run Fantastic, get it out to as many people as I can. I've got some follow-up to do for the other stories, best of book launch. I've got to get some paperbacks out to um, the, the, the authors, the artists, some books to grammars, some review copies. Um, more episodes of Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing. It's literally happening as I speak right now. Trust that it's happening. Uh, And the last goal here, the last idea I had for August, was to, as part of my polishing up my game writing or game making portfolio, I'm going to do a game jam. This will be also a seven day story challenge, and it will be next week's challenge. Um, And also I want to apply for a certain number of game writing jobs. Um, yeah, and then relationship goals. I want to um, find um, four holiday options. Let's say, let's pull a number out of that. Four holiday options for me and Kat. Uh, so, and a financial goal, I figured, would be cool to try and make 
aim for like, I don't know, 50 quid from from extra bits and pieces, maybe doing some article writing or something. Just put that goal out there, see if it happens. If it doesn't, it's no biggie. But um, we'll see, we'll see. What can I tell you? What about you guys? What about the massive? I've got no letters this week. Uh, be sure to get in touch either via social media. Go to lukecondor.com. Go to Luke of Condor on Twitter, Instagram. I'm even on TikTok at the minute. Uh, yeah, get in touch. Let me know what your goals are for, for the month of August. How did you do in July? Did you get everything done? Is there stuff you've got outstanding? And when I say outstanding, I mean bloody gorgeous. Wow, that's... Your face is outstanding. Um, yeah, let us know. But today, we have an interview. Brian Asman is a writer, editor, producer and actor from San Diego, San Diego, California. He's the author of I'm Not Even Supposed to Be Here Today from Eraserhead Press and Nunchuck City and Jailbroke from Mutated Media. He's recently published short stories in the anthologies Breaking Bizarro, Welcome to the Splatter Club and Lost Films and comics in Tales of Horrorgasm. An anthology he co-edited with Danger Slater, Boinking Bizarro, was recently released by Death's Head Press. He holds an MFA from UCR Palm Desert. He constantly holds it in his hand and he shows it to people. Look at this, it's good, isn't it? Um, He's represented by Dunham Literary Inc. And Max Booth III is his hype man. You can find Brian on Instagram or Twitter at at TheBrianAsman. Uh, or Facebook BrianDeAsman14 or head over to his website Brian Asman Books. that's Brian spelled B-R-I-A <laughs> you know how to spell Brian then again it's, it's Brian with an I not a Y but uh, Asman A-S for Sierra wait Alpha Sierra Mike Alpha November Books.com Brian Asman Books.com wow I've made that really complicated <laughs> okay let's do it Cool, man. Oh, I guess, I mean, start, I mean, what are you, what are you working on at the minute? So right now I'm working on a haunted house novel or novella. Actually, I just uh-huh. finished it. Um, the first draft on Friday. Um, so I, I'm laying at marinate for a few days and then I got to dive right back in cause I'm trying to get it out by Halloween. Uh, but it's called man, fuck this house. <laughs> and uh it's essentially about a family that moves into a house and weird shit starts happening and uh, it's kind of your typical haunted house premise but there's some kind of like different angles that i take with it so it's it's interesting it was a fun book to write so is this slightly less bizarro slightly more horror mm, you, know, <laughs> you know i think it's it, it's slightly more horror but there's some really weird it gets really weird um okay so I don't, I don't know. Um, I kind of, I'm not really that much of a label guy. Um, yeah. you know, I, I kind of, if people want to put me into a genre box or whatever, go for it. But I just kind of write, I, I write Brian Asman stories, basically. That's yeah. my, my goal. Kind of like how Joe Lansdale writes Joe Lansdale books. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I aspire to do really. So whether it's horror, everything I do has like some elements of horror, some elements of bizarro, some, some elements of, you know, like crime or just pop culture or just things I loved as a kid. So that's kind of how I approach everything. Yeah. I've heard a few people say that Joe Lansdale thing, uh, that Joe Lansdale writes in the genre of Joe Lansdale. And so many people say they want to do the same thing and they copy Joe Lansdale. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope I'm not copying him directly, more just like the ethos. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think as most of us were fans of, I know very few people who are only fans of one genre. Yeah, um, yeah. Like pretty much everyone I know likes likes horror, likes sci-fi, likes comics. Uh, you know, likes fantasy, likes literary fiction, likes all kinds of different things. So, you know, I don't really want to be constrained to just telling one type of story over and over because then that, that kind of gets stale. Mm -hmm. So I think anyone who read Nunchuck City is going to probably be very surprised by this new book because that it's totally could not be more different. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, we'll get on to Nunchuck City in a little bit. I mean, two things, uh, just to start off with, you have one of the coolest voices I've ever heard and... You always seem to be like not only in a good mood, but in a great mood. Is there like a special kind of egg that you eat in the mornings or something? <laughs> what's, yeah. your, what's your morning routine like? Well, well, well. Thank you. First of all, I really appreciate the compliments. Uh, my morning routine is just coffee. Um, you know, the thing is, I feel like if someone's going to have me on their podcast, then I owe them some energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I like, you know, they're giving me the opportunity. They're giving me the platform. I need to be excited to be there. And I am excited to be there because I love doing stuff like this. I love talking about my work, talking about myself, you know, that might sound a little narcissistic, but it's just kind of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you must have like down periods though. Do you, after this, are you going to go lie down for a bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I crash hard after this and sleep for like three days straight. <laughs> and just, you know, I kind of the Odin sleep comes upon me. And then like, you know, I'm just done. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, you know, I'm when I'm with people, I'm, I'm generally very energetic and upbeat. And then when I'm by myself, I'm a little more quiet and introspective. And I do spend a lot of time by myself. I need that time to recharge and just yeah. kind of be you know, not necessarily on, I don't want to characterize it that way because that implies that I'm, I'm faking it and I'm not, it's more just like a, just an aspect of my personality, you know? Yeah. You've got like so much, uh, people energy that you can spend and you want to spend it in the right place when you're around other people or on a podcast or doing something social. It's, um, it, it, exactly. You know? And, uh, having people ask me to be on their podcast is still kind of a novelty for me, even though I've been doing this for a couple of years now. So yeah. I just, it, it's just honestly exciting for me to come on and talk about books and talk about writing and stories. I'm kind of surprised you haven't started a podcast of your own. You're like, okay. So when I first came across you and it was when your first book, I'm not even supposed to be here today was coming out from a razorhead press in 2019 and I remember hearing about that book from all angles, from podcast promos, website ads, social media. It was like an all-out promo offensive. I reckon if I listened hard enough, I could hear you shout it from across the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, su I'm surprised you haven't started a podcast at some point. Oh, yeah. It's it's something that I would like to do, but honestly, it's more of just like a time thing. Mm -hmm. um, I would If someone else started a podcast and wanted me to be a co-host, that would be an easy yes for me. Um, but as far as all the logistics, um, of creating a podcast, promoting it, uh, coming up with weekly content, things like that, uh, that's just something that I, I literally don't have time for right now, unfortunately. And I'm impressed at people that do, that can maintain their, uh, you know, their writing career and also do a podcast like, you know, you and Max Booth and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, this is horror guys and everything. Yeah. Um, that's very cool. 
their podcasts are like seven hours long as well. I don't know how to do that. That's yeah, insane. right. Yeah, they're like kind of like the the Joe Rogan length podcast that they're putting out every week, and it's like wow, that's yeah. pretty impressive, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think I think you do a good job of a podcast. Like I say, you've got a fantastic voice. I mean, I. I mean, I do some animations sometimes, and there's part of me that thinks I'd like to make an animation just so I could get Brian to do a voice of one of the I characters. I would love to do that. So I'm actually trying to get into doing some voiceover work right now. Uh, I've booked a couple of acting gigs over the last few months, and uh, I'm about to start looking for voiceover gigs too. So uh, if you ever want to do something together, I would certainly be down. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, animation takes a lot of time. So in terms of like a time suck... Animation might be the biggest, maybe slightly behind making games. I'm not too sure. Uh, I yeah. mean, so you're writing a lot at the minute, is that right? Yeah. So I'm. Well, I'm always writing a lot, basically, because uh, it's it's something that I really just honestly enjoy. Like it's fun for me just to sit there writing books, writing screenplays, writing comics. Um. So any any day when I don't write, I just feel a little like like I didn't make the most of the day. You know. Um, so even if it's just for a little bit, um, you know, I, it's something that I need as part of my routine, just kind of like exercise, like coffee, like playing with my dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a, a, a daily word count that you try and hit? Yeah. Um, I, so I, I used to, when I first start, so back in 2016 or so, that's when I decided to seriously devote myself to writing. Uh, because before that I'd kind of like, I'd start a project and work on it and then not write anything for like six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that 2016, I was like, okay, I need to start writing, you know, maybe not every day, but almost every day. So my word count goal was a thousand words. That's what I set for myself. And I, I, I got close to hitting that. I think I averaged out to seven or 800. You know, there are people who say uh, do word counts. There are people who say don't do word counts. And I think it really is just dependent on your own personal needs so for yeah. me, I like to see the needle moving over time. You know, I like to keep track of the words I'm writing. I'm actually closing in on 1.5 million words written since uh, 2016 um, wow. in my in my tracker. So I, I don't know. For me, I I, I just like uh, kind of tracking the accomplishment that way. But that doesn't work for everyone. Some people, you know, will will you know get in their head and start feeling bad about the words that they didn't write instead of good about the words that they did. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's not for everyone. I would say just do whatever works for you. That's always that's always my number one piece of writing advice. Yeah, I've been um in the past I've been quite fast, but I slowed down a lot in the past couple of years or so. <laughs> Nowadays I tend to have quite a low daily goal, but I'll I'll almost always hit it and then some and usually go on do twice as much or three times as much. But just having a low goal just gets me gets me working on the page if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally get that because you, yeah, when you set an achievable goal like that, you're like, okay, like I can do this standing on my head. So you don't, you don't feel intimidated by the goal, you know? Yeah. I think that's one way to, one really smart way to set goals. Yeah. I think just because when you start writing, it's, it's almost more difficult to stop when you, when you, when you get into that flow. But it's just sometimes it's, it is quite intimidating to sit down when you think, oh, I've got to write 3,000 words. It's impossible. Uh, right. But, yeah. yeah, definitely. And, th- and then when you're like, okay, well, I have these other things to do and the dishes are in the sink and yada, yada and all yeah. this other stuff. And you're like, okay, well, 
let me let me put around the house and do everything I could possibly possibly do. And <laughs> oh, is that picture straight? Or like, you know, oh, I should check the mail and stuff like that. And then you finally sit down. And you're like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing you started, I mean, 2019, that's when I'm not even supposed to be here today came out. I'm guessing you, oh, no, you just said 2016 is when you first started writing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when, well, that's when I started writing seriously. Like, uh, actually, okay. like I've, yeah. I've kind of, I've written all my life in one way or the other, but um, before 2016, I would go for long periods without writing anything really. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd write a, write a, I'd start a novel and write, you know, 40,000 words and stop and then i wouldn't write anything for another year and a half or something like that you know um yeah. where i'd write a short story and like almost finish it then six months later i'd pick it up again and i had all these ideas about things i wanted to write that i was just like okay like now's not the right time for it you know i mm-hmm. I, I was you know at work and i'd get done get done at work and go home and be like oh i just want to kick back and watch reality tv because i'm so burned out by what i'm doing like i was just I don't know for years I'd just go home and watch like like Ink Master and like tattoo shows and stuff like that. Um, yeah. you know, just very simplistic or stuff like Criminal Minds where it's like the same damn story every week. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So it doesn't have a, yeah. like a story that you have to ta- like focus on. You could just sort of zone out and let it happen. It, it, exactly. Yeah. It's like you know all the beats already. And in in retrospect, I think that was good because like now like the structure of a criminal minds episode is so ingrained in me it's very easy for me to like you know look at structure through that lens yeah so 2016 you said all right i'm gonna do this seriously what what does that mean does that mean you're gonna buy a laptop and you're gonna download that right to write or die app whatever it's called what did what did you implement what sort of changes uh, well, it was, it was all, I didn't really buy anything. It was all just discipline. Um, right. and so kind of, kind of what I did, the first thing I did was just set that goal of a uh, thousand words a day. And I was going to try to write every day. Now, you know, there's a lot of controversy on Twitter about the write everyday advice. I choose to believe that when someone says write every day, that just means develop a writing routine which I think is good universal advice. I don't think that literally writing every day is practical or good or helpful. Um, But yeah, so what I did was I I, I tried to write most days. Like I think I I hit like five or six days a week where I'd average out to writing like 700 words or something like that. So that that was the first thing I did was just develop it as a habit. And within a couple of weeks, it was kind of like uh, developing the habit of going to the gym where you know, it might be tough to get into, but once you've done it for a few weeks, you start feeling bad if you don't go, if you break the habit. Um, and so that's what happened to me with writing where I just go, okay, like I need my hour every day of, or hour and a half or whatever it is of writing. Otherwise I don't feel good. Um, (laughs) and so that, that was, that was one thing I did. The other thing I did, which I think is kind of where we first encountered each other is, uh, I got into the lit reactor communities. Um, and uh, that was one thing that really helped too, is there was at least a little bit of accountability there um, with some of the other people. So, you know, you put, for anyone who's not familiar with the forums, you would post something in the forums and then you would have to go review other people's uh, manuscripts in order to earn enough points to post another uh, yeah. work of your own. So that was a really helpful way for me to, just kind of get some feedback from people and get, get a little bit of accountability. Cause two, when someone would review my 
uh, a thing I had posted. I, I then felt I needed to go review theirs and stuff. So it kept me engaged um, through Lit Reactor. I also, uh, that's how I found This Is Horror. That's how I found Max uh, and his podcasts. Um, and uh, I, I found, found some classes. And I took a horror class in like June of 2016, where I met a number of people who I'm still in contact with today. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I took a, a class on the choreography of violence with John Skip, which was a super fun class. I learned a lot yeah. and we kind of became friends after that. So I'm actually going up to Portland next week to shoot a short film with him. Oh, cool. Is it one yeah. he's, he's making? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just a, a producer and a kind of a creative consultant on this one. Uh, he wrote it and then, uh, you know, we have a potential larger feature that we're going to try and, uh, you know, use this short to attract, uh, yeah, yeah. interest. Um, I don't want to say too much cause this is all kind of hush hush right now, but it's a really exciting project. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite curious. Were you always writing, um, I guess like weird, weird, crazy, funny stuff. Is it, I'm thinking of Nunchuck City specifically cause that's what I've been reading, but did that kind of style, was it always there? Um, Yes and no. So I think early, early on, kind of when I was getting out of college and I, I was writing things that I thought were like, like quote unquote literary. And uh, this could be an entire podcast in and of itself about how much I'm annoyed by the term literary fiction. Yeah. Um, but I was writing stuff kind of in that vein and submitting stuff to like Boulevard and like, you know, like college lit mags and stuff like that. And the thing was, none of it was very good because that's like, I was writing stuff that I felt was like quote unquote serious fiction. And it wasn't what I wanted to write. Um, yeah. I was writing for other people, not for myself. And so then 2016, I was like, well, I've always, I've always loved horror always loved sci-fi fantasy comics like superhero stuff that's all the stuff i've always gravitated towards so why am i not just trying to write that stuff and uh so that's that's how i how i started i just kind of i was also reading a lot of thomas Ligotti at the time okay, so a lot yeah. of my a lot of my early uh early stories that i wrote were just me imitating thomas Ligotti, and i think that writing quote unquote fan fiction, whether or not you characterize it as such is a really great way to learn how to write. Um, because by copying other people, like, first of all, you learn how to, you, you learn the discipline, uh, you learn how stories are structured. And then you also over time start to develop your own voice through that repetition. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of my early stories are just very like, you know, just very like overly wordy, just trying to do Ligotti voice. Um, and they don't work as I'm not Thomas Ligotti. <laughs> do you remember the first time you wrote something and were like, was like, wow, this is a Brian Asman story? Um, let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think there were some early short stories I'm, and I'm trying to remember which one. Oh yeah. The first story that I wrote where I really thought it was mine. It's a story called Vengeance is Mine. And that appears in an anthology called A Sharp Stick in the Eye and Other Funny Stories, <laughs> um, <laughs> along with, uh, I think, uh, there are a bunch of great stories in there. Jeff Strand has a story called Clyde the Necrophile in it. That's really <laughs> funny. But if you know Jeff Strand, he's hilarious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a story called Vengeance is Mine. It was actually based on a true story. So 
essentially what happened was I had a roommate at the time whose girlfriend was like always staying at the house. And one day I kind of walk into the kitchen and she's like, Hey, I ate your yogurt. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, but I got you another one. And she hands me this yogurt. That's like a, like a totally different flavor than the one that she ate. And for some reason, like this just drove me insane because I would have so much rather her not replace the yogurt at all than replace it with like a different flavor. Just the idea that she like went all the way to the store, stood in front of the yogurt aisle and then like, reached for the one that was like the right flavor, but then like her hand just like got a mind of its own and grabbed this other random flavor. I'm just like, why would you like, why not just be like, Hey, I eat your yogurt. And that's the end of the story. Why go to the, all the trouble of replacing it, but not go all the way and replace it with the exact same flavor. Like, I don't that's know. That's almost I like this, a slight against you. Right. That's a, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it's so weird, but it's like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, what, what happened here? what occurred here and it, it's, it's weird and it sounds pedantic and some people get like you get it other people don't get it they're like well what's the big deal with that and i'm like you either get it or you don't but um that kind of fueled this this story called vengeance is mine um about a guy whose roommate eats his yogurt replaces it with a different flavor and then he decides that uh he's gonna have to kill his roommate to right this injustice um, and so the whole story is just, it, it's in first person. It's him talking to go, like talking through all these ways to like potentially kill his roommate and get away with it. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil too much in case anyone wants to check it out. The anthology is out there on Amazon and everything, ebook, paperback, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but yeah, that was the first time where I wrote a story where I was like, yeah, I think this is, I think this is a me story. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great feeling. And we both work in maybe the nichest of genres, uh, Bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like five presses, I think, you specialize in Bizarro. Um, do you think we should pack up our weird shit and write to market? Um, I don't I don't really believe necessarily in writing to market. Um, uh, but I kind of write, I don't know, I write across genres. Like I have I have a, I've written some like just straight up commercial crime fiction, um, or more straight up horror stuff that my agents are shopping around right now. Um, so that's, that's been kind of a long process, but it, it's kind of interesting because like when you're, when you're a writer, people characterize you as, as, as what kind of writer you are based on what mm. you've published, not on what you've written. Um, and so it's kind of like like an looking at an iceberg, you know, where people only see the the tip of the iceberg, which is the stuff that's been published. But there's like all this other stuff that you know uh, you've written. So, but to your, to your question though, I don't really I don't really believe in writing to market or chasing trends or anything like that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, but I, I do think it's important to be honest with yourself about what your goals are and like. You know, if you want to write about like, you know, exploding clowns or whatever like that, well, your book probably isn't going to end up in the rack at CBS next to like Joe Hill or anything like that. Yeah. Right? Um, but it, so I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, you know, wanting to write more commercially and uh, and just recognizing the difference and kind of the tweaks that you have to make um, to your work to sell something that's a little more commercial versus something that's more more niche. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a matter of like, you have to retain who you are when you do that though. Right. Like, it's weird because I always feel go, people, people, yeah. go on, sorry, sorry go man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to, I just, uh, I feel like a lot of people say, do you, 
whatever you are, just keep doing it. And then I do me and people are like, this is really weird, man. <laughs> you need to do less of this. I think the problem is that I want, I want it all. I want to do the weird stuff and also do the sort of slightly more commercial horror stuff, I guess. Um, yeah. But it's just not enough time in the day. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, there's only so much time and you have to focus on the things that you're going to find most rewarding. And so if that's writing, uh, you know, a really, really weird stories about guys who die in the middle of the night and run themselves back to life, then cool. Um, you know, or if you want to write about, you know, a private detective, like, you know, looking for, uh, you know, the, the scion of a rich family who's lost in Bermuda or something and try and like sell a beach novel, then do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm reading Nunchuck City at the minute, which I would say is is full-on uh, comedy, bizarro, silly, fun, martial arts, action, adventure. That's pretty much what I'd put it in. Uh, so, I mean, even though I heard someone on a podcast say that they didn't think that slapstick was possible in prose. And I was wondering, how hard would you karate chop that person in the throat? <laughs> I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I might karate chop them with my book uh, in the hopes that after they recover from the blow, they'll open it up and, and read it. Um, you know, it's it's funny because I didn't really I didn't really set out to write a slapstick uh, novella. I just kind of I just wrote the book I wanted to read, and you know, <laughs> however yeah. anyone wants to characterize that, uh, you know cool but i i think i think nunchuck city is the most me thing that i've published to date um i think it's a synthesis of some of my like pop culture loves with my personality and just all the things i've learned over the years as a writer um and just kind of me kind of pushing stylistically pushing the envelope a little bit it's really good man and it i mean i've i've known you through the internet i've never met in person and yet i can tell that this is this is you like it, it feels like from reading this, I'm getting to know the inner Brian Asman. Oh, I can tell you probably you. played side scrolling, beating up, beating up games. I'm guessing you did. You do martial arts growing up? Um, you know, I I wasn't allowed to do martial arts growing up, but as an adult, I've done some jujitsu and kickboxing and stuff like that. Not a you know nothing to write home about or anything like that. It's uh, uh, more more of an interest than a a a, 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 a continuous practice. Um, yeah just because of like injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of injury prone, unfortunately. And uh, they're always like, like these weird phantom injuries where like, you know, I'll, you know, I, I had a wrist injury that lasted for like years and I got like a, you know, I'd get like an MRI and they'd be like, there's nothing functionally wrong with you. And I'm like, well, if I, if I try to bench more than 10 pounds, I scream in pain. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, but luckily yeah. I'm all healthy now and back to doing some kickboxing. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, so that's 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 definitely good. But yeah, I, I really appreciate what you said about the book because that's kind of what I what I wanted out of it was, you know, I had someone else describe it as I, I feel like you're just standing in my living room yelling this story at me <laughs> as I'm reading. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean, dude, we're coming to what I call the big hard one, which is like a deep, penetrating question. It might be a little bit difficult to answer, but it's just there to provoke uh, discussion. Are, are you prepared? Okay, I think I'm. Let me take a deep breath and like center my chi and all that, uh, all that good stuff. Um. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Hit me with it. So you are self-publishing and through mutated media. Is that is that is that right? 
That's correct. Yeah, that's mutated media is my own imprint that I created to release my novellas. Okay, so you are self-publishing, and you're also uh, seeking tradition of publishing through your agent. Mm -hmm. If you had to choose one or the other, and you can never change again in the future, you were either 100% self-publishing for the rest of your life, or 100% traditional publishing for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Oh boy, that's a tough question. Well, not really, because if I had to choose, uh, nothing against all the self-publishers out there. I would totally choose traditional publishing if I had to only do one. Interesting. I, would, I, would, I didn't think you'd say yeah. that. I thought you'd go indie. Yeah, no. I mean, I want that broad commercial appeal. Like, I want, you know, actually, well, I, I do have a book in the airport right now, but I want my book in every airport. Um, you know, I, I just want to reach as many people as possible. And I, I love self-publishing. I love the creative control that I have. Um, I love the ability to, uh, you know, just make all the like cover decisions and things like that for man decisions. Um, I, I, I really dig all that stuff. And ideally what I really want to do is a hybrid career where I'm, you know, yeah. releasing stuff through a, a, a traditional publisher, but also doing like my novellas on the side and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I can drop like a, you know, a 30,000 word book, uh, you know, randomly. And then, you know, in six months, my, you know, my new big book is in Barnes and Noble or whatever. That would be my, that would be my dream. But yeah, yeah if, I, if I, if I only had to do one, I would want to go as big and wide as possible. Yeah. I think I feel similarly. Um, the hybrid route seems to be the most apt for, for kind of the goals that, that I've got personally. Um, and also sort of, uh, I guess the creative goals as well. I want to do shorter, weirder, more independent stuff. And I also want to do the big, the big traditional stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I figured there's always short stories as an outlet, um, you know, that you can, no one can ever stop you from submitting short stories, but yeah, ideally I'd, I'd want to continue doing both yeah. as well. So I, I, you know, I think, I think more and more people are having a desire to do both. I think it seems that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, so what's next on the cards for you? Are you, have you got another book in the vein of Nunchuk city coming out? Have you got something on the traditional side? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So my, my newer, my newest novella, uh, the haunted house book, man, fuck this house, uh, will be coming out around Halloween. Um, or should be coming out around Halloween. I'm in panic mode right now with the edit, with uh, editing it, but uh, yeah. that, that, that is the current goal. Um, so I've, I've got that on the horizon. Um, I'm doing a couple, uh, in addition to the film I'm working on with skip, I have two other uh, short films in pre-production right now. So one of which is uh, it, it's based on a comic book story I wrote and it's uh, part animation, part live action. So that's going to be really cool when that comes out. Very excited about that. Um, and then my, you know, my agent has three novels that she's shopping around to publishers right now. Wow. Um, and then I think I, I have two, I, I have a couple different projects uh, after the haunted house book is fully done. Uh, one is a, a crime novel that I was supposed to, I had originally said I was going to release it this year, but it really wasn't coming together. I had like, you know, I wrote like 20,000 words. I was like, ah, this isn't really what I wanted it to be. And then I wrote, I threw that out, wrote 25,000 words, still wasn't what I wanted it to be. I threw that out. So I'm probably, you know, in a couple of months, I'm going to start, you know, my next swing in it. Um, so that would be, 
that that would be next. And then I have another novella I want to try and uh, write this year so I can get it out next year. So a fair few bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have like, I, I don't know. I, I try not to work on too much at any given time, but that's, you know, essentially this is just what's happening now. Yeah. Um, and then I have, uh, I, you know, I have, I have a feature screenplay that I'm uh, in the planning stages for right now that I, that I want to write. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking to, you know, write something that I can just go make. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of a single location slasher idea um, that I can just go kind of grab some people and go film this over the course of, uh, you know, a, a, a long weekend or so. Cool, man. Uh, I mean, so these interviews always are a little bit shorter than most podcasts. Most podcasts go on for one hour or even seven hours on This Is Horror. Uh, so I figured yeah. we could finish up uh, with uh, Watch Out, Brian. It's the quick fire round. All right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me get my bulletproof vest on. And uh, okay. All right. Let's okay, go. man. Quick question here. Eggs, chicken or other? Uh, eggs? Like eggs? Uh, chicken eggs, yeah. Flash Gordon or Flash Dance? Ooh, uh, Flash Gordon doing a striptease. <laughs> Robocop versus Predator. Who wins at cooking? Oh, at cooking. Uh, Robocop? I feel like Predators probably just don't have great recipes. Mm-hmm. Would you eat a man if you had to to survive? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and last question for the interview. Where can people follow you and your amazing work? All right. So my website is www.brianasmanbooks.com. So you can go there. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and now TikTok as at TheBrianAsman. So you can find me uh, on that handle at basically any social media site. Uh, You can get my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the uh, bookshop, um, or you can go to my website. There's a merch section where uh, you can buy signed copies of my books and I offer a couple packages and discounts and things like that. Amazing. I'll link to everything in the show notes so people can just do a, a very simple click or tap and they will get to where they got to go. But thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate hey. it. And also, it's just really lovely to speak to you, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I've had a lot of fun. It's, thanks for having me on. And uh, it's been really great getting to catch up with you, Luke. Yeah, you too, man. That was the lovely Brian Asman. Be sure to go and check out his work. Uh, also, get in touch t- with me via social media on my website, lukecondor.com. Uh, my question of the week this week is, what are you working on this month? What are your plans? Music in this episode was provided by Chris Zabriskie, Duke Rondo and Tom Robson and zapsplat.com. Oh yeah, you can buy me a coffee if you want to. If you like the show, you can buy me a coffee over at ko-fi.com forward slash Luke of Condor. That's K-O hyphen F-I ko-fi.com slash Luke of Condor. Hey, I love coffee. Yeah? Who doesn't? All right, have a great week, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.